self-taught successors. Imagine if that head trash was not there. Who would you be? What if I told you those fears were no longer a problem? What would you do? I'm Stephanie Costello, a mom of three, wife, and avid mountaineer. Beyond all of these, I am, very much like you, an average person trying to navigate this thing we call life. My goal with this podcast is to bring to light the truth about what intimacy really is. You may smile, feel called out, or learn something new. Either way, you will learn you are in control. This episode is brought to you by Safety in Freedom. Are you struggling to find safety in the freedom you create? Or maybe you're struggling to own your power, embrace who you are, and break free from those toxic patterns? Well, let's help you solve this problem today. Let's figure out what is really happening in your relationships with yourself and others. You can do that for free today at safetyinfreedom.com forward slash call. That is safetyinfreedom.com forward slash call. In addition, if you are looking for support with what we've been talking about in today's episode, I want to encourage you to get our free tools to help you navigate your freedom. You can go now to safetyinfreedom.com to get those resources. If you'd like access to the special resources and all the show notes for the special episode, make sure to visit theintimacytruths.com. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing to you Alexis Simmons, who is an entrepreneur working full-time managing her own Rodan and Fields dermatologist e-commerce franchise. As the number one brand in skincare, most people are content sitting on the sidelines and letting people who struggle with aging, sensitive skin, sun damage, or acne concerns come to them, but that's not her style. Instead, she has taken over 10 years of medical classes in dermatology, taught anti-age prevention and restoration seminars within six hospital systems. She works with multiple dermatologists and has spent her entire career learning and teaching the skills of taking better care of the largest organ on your body, which is your skin. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Intimacy Truths podcast, where we have Alexis Simmons here to talk us, to us about self-taught successors. Thank you for being here. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so tell us, where did your journey start, start with being self-taught? You know, I, I, we, where, where do we even begin from mm. birds and bees, right? I think from the time we are children and we have to take a step forward and we have to put one foot in front of the other. We are teaching ourselves how to walk. We can mimic others, but ultimately we have to do it on our own. Um, as the oldest child of three siblings, I guess, okay. I really just had to take the reins and learn as my parents got busier with the little ones. I kind of had to figure it out. Sometimes it was doing dinner on my own because they were running in five directions. And sometimes it was just um, figuring out how to call a doctor if I had to make an appointment. So I think, you know, my, my parents really instilled in me an independence, but mm. also just from, from the beginning, going into then my career, do you want me to dive into that now or should I wait? It's, we'll definitely get into that at some point, but I'm okay. curious to ask, because being, being an older child, 
is yeah. like you had no choice but to figure it out yourself where the younger one I'm the oldest too so I'm a bit biased here so any listeners who's like I was the younger one and it's just as hard or you know you you have your perspectives and I totally respect yours right um but being the oldest child we don't have a tiny human our age to look up to to learn from and so we literally have to like build a cardboard box from nothing and figure out what cardboard even is and how to build it and how to make it right just like a off the cuff example um so is that has it always been that determination has it always been instilled in you since day one yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I feel, you know, I saw a statistic once that said that the oldest children, you know, do tend to be the more independent yeah. people. Um, not that again, like you said, not that it's any, any worse or better than the siblings underneath the, the yeah. middle child, the youngest child, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's just tends to be the role that the oldest one takes. And I, like you said, we don't really have someone our age to watch. Um, mm. but at the same time, yeah, I think I think just just life in general really made me have to figure it out. Mm. My parents were married when I was four. So I was left alone a lot during their courting sessions yeah. and you know, during their honeymoons and um, during the first couple of years of their marriage. And, and so I, I really had to uh, just kind of figure it out. And I was seven by the time I had a sibling come along. So Oh, so you were much older. That makes a whole boat, yeah. boatload of a difference. And then, so uh, school-wise, were you super into sports and stuff? Like, tell us about your experience in school. Oh, yes. I think anyone who is a self learner has to have a little bit of competition in them (laughs) to be to be motivated enough because we all know motivation doesn't come every day it's it's like bathing it's why we recommend you know diving in and finding ways to do it every day yeah (laughs) they clean either but um yeah I think that sports and and competitive you know um speaking classes or you know debate classes or even just doing like chess games and chess clubs any of those things is going to help somebody be Mm. as a little bit more self-taught because they have a little bit more of that competition in them to do the best and to learn how to be the best. Yes. Tons of sports, lots of different things in my world when I was a kid. I love it. And so I love how see that's why I'm so glad I asked that question because the competition piece, like that's the pattern that you love to kind of participate in. And so it's like, what is this? This it's like this chase that we kind of end up doing when we're like trying to compete, even if it's with ourselves, it's like yeah. this thing that we're chasing after and we're chasing after. And finally we get it. It's like, ah, oh, what is it? Right. And in, right. in being a self-taught learner, um, or successor, uh, that competition with yourself on a daily basis of like, okay, I know where I was yesterday, but I'm going to get here tomorrow. And mm-hmm. there, so the competition, but also the sense of knowing, like the competition kind of makes the sense of knowing fun. Otherwise, if we knew all the time that we were just going to succeed, it would be boring. It wouldn't, there would, it would like, we would get bored of it and not want to keep going. Totally. It's like a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. I think there's a Verizon commercial out there or an AT&T commercial. I don't know. One of those big, huge, you know, phone, phone systems and companies. And they said, you know, we're already number one. So whichever one's number one, yeah, <laughs> we're already number one, but we are still striving to do better for mm. ourselves to compete against ourselves to do the best we can. And I really, I like that commercial a lot because it's really saying exactly what you are now too. Totally. I'm actually, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm reading a book called um, Tribal Leadership. And one of the main uh, 
there's five stages and the, the fifth stage, we all go through this sense of stages and off the cuff, I haven't quite memorized them all just yet. But the first one, like commonly people will say life sucks. And then the second stage is my life sucks. And then the third stage is I'm great, but you suck. The fourth stage is our tribe is amazing, but your tribe sucks. <laughs> and then the fifth stage is like, okay, we're, we're competing against uh, the, the, potential of something happening we're just competing with the an inevitable growth that is out there and everyone else is just as amazing right and we're all here as a team effort and there's like this inclusive inclusivity and I find it interesting that there's that consecutive um communication in each phase of growth that people go through and as self-taught learners or successors and competitors we go through that there, there's like that competition bone in us that it's not that we're we're you know waking up on a daily basis saying i want that person to fail and right and like we're not vindictive. <laughs> right it's not like this we're a terrible human and we want someone else to you know not succeed it's just this mentality that humans seem to go through and human behavior and you know being my favorite thing to learn about this book has been this big aha because I've also personally being a self-taught learner building my own business right going through this journey I've recently gotten to a place of like where is my sweet spot and my sweet spot is just love and light to everybody <laughs> and like I'm doing amazing and so are you and this is awesome and we don't have I don't have a competition bone in my body with other people yeah. just with like what the universe can offer it's really freeing to have that and so are you in a similar phase oh a hundred percent you know it's so it's interesting I find myself hashtagging on social media women supporting women on pretty much every single thing I post mm -hmm. and I'm like okay I've got to find a new hashtag because this one's getting really old mm -hmm. but it's so true because I find that when we when we compete with ourselves versus competing with others mm -hmm. we ultimately make ourselves better for other people in our lives as well mm -hmm. we become a better version of our our own beliefs our own um, personalities our own you know ability to give mm -hmm. because we strive to be the best person we can be so that other people can get along better with us, utilize whatever services we have. Mm -hmm. um, basically, I ho the hope is that we influence, I guess, others yes. to be better as well. Inspire. And that, yep, inspire them. And versus, you know, I, I think a lot of people, um, you know, watched that show on Netflix, The Social Dilemma where they say, you know, a lot of social media right now is very uh, negative. It mm -hmm. induces a lot of younger kids to feel badly about themselves or women and men and who yeah. watch others and can't obtain that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Instead, I feel like, you know, if you're doing something in the right way in your own world, that hopefully in some way it will stop that perspective of social media. It'll stop people thinking, oh, I could never be what she is because mm -hmm. all that person is, is the best version that they can be. And they're making sure people know that's the best version they are. They're competitive mm. with themselves, not others. It's not about others. It's not about you. It's not about them. It's about themselves. And I think that hopefully if more people jump in on that. Totally. Really change uh, two things come to mind as you were speaking. Um, the first one being a better version of self. When you're competing with yourself and you're working to be a better version of yourself, uh, you become a better listener. You become a better in, uh, inclusive, like you are better at inclusive, inc including other people uh you you become a better uh community builder you become right there's so much and when you become better and then you enlist other people it's interesting i've 
uh, kind of just recently experienced that as well, where I was like on this journey, safety and freedom, right? Safety and freedom on my own, just building and, and trying to build my tribal leadership and build my tribe. What do I crave my tribe to be? Like finding all these answers. And then recently had a team meeting and it was like, blah, blah, like my people, they're amazing people. And we had this, you know, team meeting and it was just so fantastic. And everyone was learning from each other and it was exactly what I had craved it to be. Um, and it's because I let go of that competition between my fears, me and me, myself and I, right. My fears and what I was wanting to achieve versus what I felt I was achieving and all that kind of in, inner, as I call head trash. Um, it, it really, it get, again, back to your point, it gives you the opportunity to influence and inspire others. And then my second point, not taking things personally, there's a book called the four agreements. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah. A incredible book. Um, I'll tell you the one agreement, but go and listen. Don't Google it cheaters. Like listeners <laughs> going listen to the book. It's a two hour, 10 minute listen. If you have an hour ride to work, you can listen to it in one day. And it's a phenomenal book with a lot of wisdom. Um, and one of their agreements is don't take anything personally when someone else is struggling and they're in that maybe stage three, where they're saying I'm amazing and you suck. Okay, cool then, then that's, that's your perspective. That's your picture. That's what you're, you know, filtering your, your story through your lens. And, and I can accept that for you, not for me, but for you. Cool. Right. And being able to keep the same level head as if you're talking about the sky being blue or the grass being green is going to give that overall community building opportunity and them just being where they are and you being where you are and not needing and still being able to have a, a conversation with each other. It feels so good when you don't stoop to like when you're, if you're in stage five and you're committed and you're dedicated and you're hanging out up there and someone is stuck in stage three, you can still participate with that person and not take it personally. It's an incredible feeling. That is so hard to do though. And I'm going to tell you, like that Stephanie is like probably the number one thing people get stuck on the most. It is, yep. <laughs> it even goes into like people feeling personally offended when somebody posts something on social uh -huh. media that they don't agree with and, mm -hmm. and taking it personally, even in that regard. Mm -hmm. And I think that our world, our skin is so thin that that reminder is so good. So I'm glad you said that because that's gotta be the hardest thing. Even I fall into that pit sometimes of taking things personally. I'm curious. Step back and set boundaries with that person yes. or myself. Yes. On whatever I, I choose to believe of what they've said. So yeah, I, that is a hard one though. So I'm glad you brought it up. I love what you just said, what you choose to believe right? Versus what your fears are telling you and your emotional brain and your previous experiences and traumas and whatever, you yeah. know, as a person, it's what you choose to believe in giving your wise mind more power than your emotional brain. It's so, it's such an important skill to build. And one, one that I love helping people build, but tell us more how that integrates kind of into what you do when it comes to building a team and, and yeah. trying to be that tribal leader. You know, I think that was, um, one of the things that I was, I was stuck at that place where I took everything personally for, you know, the teen years and into, you know, college. I think that those, those really formidable years where you're becoming who you really will be mm -hmm. ultimately for the rest of your life as your brain starts to solidly form, mm -hmm. um, in those mid or early twenties, um, that was something that I had to work at to really get to. And I think is what drives me forward in my career too. So I, I mean, as, as you know, but 
Um, I basically own a, a business. Yeah. For everybody who's, who's tapping in, I uh, own a business in skincare with Rodan and Fields. I've been full-time with them for 10 years. And when I started, I was 23, fresh out of college. I had a broadcast journalism background and was offered two top 15 positions, realized very quickly. I did not want to build someone else's dreams. Mm. I wanted to build my own. And I turned down the job opportunities and in doing so, and especially in choosing the multi-level marketing direct sales route over a corporate American um, uh, normal job, <laughs> my parents practically disowned me. I, I lost friends. I had family that five years later still didn't know what I did. Um, I had to go through a big moment of what they thought of me and how I was going to take it and how, trying to figure out if their perspectives of this new career I was choosing, this new pathway I was choosing was if I was going to let that get into my head or I was going to do something about it and prove to them, again, that competition that I could actually achieve what I wanted to achieve, not against anyone else, but again, in my own world that I could make myself successful and understanding of what this company and industry actually meant. Um, too many times I think that, you know, like my, my, a lot of my family did, which I hope they never watched this because they'd feel horrible. <laughs> no, but. it's true. It's, it's good to share. And sometimes yes. that, that ripping off that bandaid is hard for some family to hear because mm -hmm. obviously they want to support you and they want to love you. But again, yeah. if they, if they listen to the big yeah. portion of the beginning piece of it, that, you know, there's no shame and blame and judgment or guilt placed on their journey or your journey. It's exactly. just, this was your experience. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And honestly, without that, I would not have dove as deeply as I did into my career. So instead of taking the normal route that a lot of people do in, in, in the careers, in the path and in the industry and the organizations that I chose, um, I decided to become as close to a medical provider as I possibly could get without becoming a medical provider. <laughs> so um, I've probably sat into 300 medical classes online and dermatology specific courses and any seminar I could get my hands on and really just that whole self-taught perspective, getting textbooks from um, Harvard University and, and medical schools in Minneapolis and just getting my hands on as much as I could, self-testing, self, um, you know, really challenging and learning everything that I could so that I could talk the talk and speak the speak and learn the ingredients and help people in a different way than some people who decide to choose this form of business can can do um, and I don't think I would have done as much if I hadn't been stuck in that place of okay here are their perspectives of me what am I choosing to believe of it how can I change their perspective but more importantly my own perspective of what they're telling me I should be believing and then how do I make sure that I'm so solidly ground into that belief and so solidly put into that place of um, strength and confidence that I, I can't be shaken no matter what somebody's opinion is. And that's where the whole self-taught thing in the career comes in is just how, how much effort and work and hours and, and honestly passion I put into learning because it has, been, it's been fun. Yeah. I, I love that. Such an impress, it's such an impressive story. Um, I'm curious because I'm sure a lot of people are like, Oh, she doesn't have a degree. So that the 300 hours doesn't matter <laughs> or the thousands of hours, right? The three, yeah, doesn't matter because she doesn't have a degree. So tell us, um, 
who have you been able to work alongside? Is there anybody that you've been able to really uh, learn from them and work underneath them? And, and then also share maybe a little bit why you chose not to go to school with your knowledge right now. It, there, I'm sure there's ways that you could take, chop off some classes that you may have had to take because of the amount of uh, time you in, you've invested in all of your resources. But yeah, share a little bit more. Um, yeah. So, you know, I did, I decided not to go to school. First off, I'll answer that just because I didn't feel it was necessary. I, I, you know, there's, there's so many things when you go to medical school that you get taught that I didn't want to learn. I didn't necessarily want to work with patients hands-on. I didn't necessarily want to work in all of the different fields of medical. Um, and you do take four years of, you know, clinicals and study and things that I just, I didn't have an interest in. Um, it's also very expensive. And for the lack of a passion and desire to do that, I was like, do I really want to waste my money? Um, so then I thought, you know, maybe, because I did look into it, that maybe I could go into the esthetician world. But um, at the point that I started looking into that, I was actually asked by two cosmetology schools to basically guest teach the honors esthetician courses on ingredient knowledge because they get taught a lot about skin function and you know um, certain procedures and not a whole lot on a deep ingredient knowledge and that's a lot of the self-taught stuff that my esthetician friends really dive into once they graduate and become their own um, providers as well and professionals as well as they, they self-teach a lot of that so they would have me in as guest teachers so I thought well why would I want to again pay to go do this stuff when I don't want to do procedures on people and I already know the basics and um, so I knew walking into that, that I would have to, to, to battle people who didn't look at me as, um, a degreed professional, but that's okay. Those aren't my people. So the people that I, that I do work with are the ones who are, um, dermatologists that respect the doctors that I work with, the company that I come with and come from, um, that respect, you know, me as a person and get to know me as a person that know, I understand what, um, percentages of retinols will be and percentages of stabilized versus unstabilized vitamin C's and hydroquinone and hyaluronic acid and these big words that most people not in skincare really understand. Um, it's more of just a relationship that I've built with these, these medical providers. Um, people that I struggle to work with that I would love to be op more open to communicating with and, and conversing with are the naturalistic, um, holistic path uh, folks who really just want to use the natural products. There is time and place for everything, clinical and natural. And I just, I really love um, the education behind that. So if, if I ever could make an ask, it would be for a little more open-mindedness on people who are only stuck in the, the holistic world. Just hear me out. Yeah, <laughs> that, but also uh, that, you know, the power in what you just did there, the just asking for what you need to be able to get your needs met and others' needs met, right? Across yeah. the board, if you are a self-taught learner, you will not get anything done unless you ask, right? <laughs> so the fact that you're already putting that out in the world, that shows you that that shows that you are a tribal leader who's looking to improve the, the way that competitors, right? Natural versus clinical. They're very, it's very much a competitive environment mm -hmm. where people are struggling. Like I hear, I learned this and you learned that. And, 
you know, I'm better than thou and, and vice versa. Um, it, I don't think it, again, it's not, I don't think it's intentional. I don't think they wake up and think I'm going to be an evil human today and, you know, hate that person because <laughs> of what they know. It's just, yeah. that's a natural evolutionary process, uh, that people, he, humans go through, unfortunately. So incredible job with saying, Hey, <laughs> Like, just hear me out a little bit. Let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. I want to learn from you. I, you know, I've got stuff to teach you too and, and have that mutual respect for each other. It's interesting. My husband has a friend who his beliefs are like, I'm like, how do you even have a conversation with that man? <laughs> because of some of his beliefs, they're very um, old school. No, just old school. <laughs> okay. And, and um, he's definitely an older male from down South. And so he's got his perspectives and my husband's just like, I pick on him for it all the time. And then he always says, I'll pray for you, Matthew. And, and so their relationship is, and why I bring it up is because their relationship is literally a huge example of two people polar opposite backgrounds, polar opposite belief systems who can still come together and, and provide that mutual love and respect for one another, even though they poke at each other's buttons. Cause you know, that's what guys do, but as long as one of them doesn't say, bless your heart to the other, then yeah, <laughs> I always ask, wait a minute. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Cause I don't know that thing. I just moved to South to the South. I've learned it's a bad thing. Yeah. Across the board. It's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. It's I've, someone has said, I think we went to like Philadelphia or something. And I was like, I just have to ask what, are you being nice? Or are you being mean? I don't know which sure. one. Yeah. What did you say? I don't remember. I think it was a waiter or something. And I was saying something wise as I normally end up doing and wise and nerdy probably. And she was probably is either above her head or she really resonated with it. And I could, I still to this day don't know, but (laughs) I always ask too. So you never know Philadelphia that could have gone either way. Cause I'm I'm from Minnesota and we mean it nice. We mean it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I love it. Awesome. This has been an incredible, incredible conversation. I'm so glad that we got to connect in the ways that we connected, which I don't even remember how we got connected, but I'm so glad that we did. Um, Tell us, where can people find you? Uh, You know, well, I mentioned social media, so that seems to be the easiest route these days if people want to, you know, see a little bit more of who I am instead of just the professional that I am. So my my name is Alexis Simmons. You can see it typed out and spelled out there. Um, It's pretty simple. I'm on Facebook. There, I, I might, I'm might be on the first page, could be on the last page. It's a photo of me and my boyfriend. I'm in a white shirt. You'll see it. Otherwise on Instagram, my hashtag or my uh, handle, excuse me, is at class underscore and underscore sunshine. Don't ask. I wanted sunshine in it and didn't know what else to put. So class underscore and underscore sunshine. Class and sunshine. Love it. Yep. yep. Otherwise my email is Alexis Simmons, RF at Gmail. Perfect. I love it. So exciting. If you need any support in skincare um, and you're looking to learn more, Alexis is your girl. Thank you for being here and thank you for your wisdom for the day. Thank you. You're welcome. This episode is brought to you by Safety in Freedom. Are you struggling to find safety in the freedom you create? Or maybe you're struggling to own your power, embrace who you are, and break free from those toxic patterns? Well, let's help you solve this problem today. Let's figure out what is really happening in your relationships with yourself and others. You can do that for free today at safetyinfreedom.com forward slash call. 
That is safetyinfreedom.com forward slash call. In addition, if you are looking for support with what we've been talking about in today's episode, I want to encourage you to get our free tools to help you navigate your freedom. You can go now to safetyinfreedom.com to get those resources. If you'd like access to the special resources and all the show notes for this special episode, make sure to visit theintimacytruths.com.